0: Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Malani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delal.
1: Phil, I'm not pleased with you. What? Why not? I've been sitting here in our podcast studio for the last two days. So we normally record this, of course, on Wednesday afternoons.
0: Normally, we record Wednesday for a fresh for episode for Thursday. Thursday.
1: morning publish. I've been sitting here waiting it's Friday, it's Friday morning now. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I was hanging out with Jerry Jones. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, no, that's not you're sure. going to have to make it up to me because I'm yeah. quite upset. I've, uh, yeah. I've been ready to do this.
0: The real reason is I've been trying to get my hair to look perfect, and it's taken a really long
1: time. Okay. And we just, we just said we'll give up at this point?
0: No, no, no. They got it perfect. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Does it not look perfect? Gosh. Sorry. Mm. I got to work on it. But we're it's here not, now, Phil. It's preseason. That's right.
1: Yeah, we're here it's now. preseason.
0: Thank you. We apologize for our uh, tardiness.
1: It's been a busy week in Bronco's it has been. country.
0: Eric, you and I, we went to uh Minnesota. We did. We were there for the uh, NFL owners special league meeting. Of course, they voted unanimously.
1: Any league meeting with you, Phil, is it's, a special one. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Don't don't worry about it. Uh the voter the owners Voted unanimously, 31-0, yep. to approve the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group. That's right. And so the Broncos uh, begin a new era under new
1: ownership. Historic.
0: I think the podcast is still good.
1: The podcast is still good. Yeah, the
0: neutral zone, I think they've approved that.
1: We had that Tuesday, Wednesday. The Walton Penner Family Ownership Group was introduced here in Denver.
0: Yeah, that was sort of like the fir- their first day, I would
1: say. Yeah, first day in Denver, of yeah. course. Yeah. Met the staff, met the team. Yep. Had a press conference. Big, big day.
0: That was a big day, yes. And then, uh, of course, on Thursday, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys were in town. Nice little joint practice.
1: And they got whooped up?
0: And now it's Friday. Now it's it's Friday. Wait, they got whooped up? You mean the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It seems like the Broncos have had the Cowboys number a little bit here.
1: Since what? The Cowboys have not? Beaten the Broncos since 95 or something like that? 1972. Uh, I, <laughs> I
0: don't know if that's right. Is that not true? Okay. Yeah, it seems like uh, the Broncos had a, a pretty good practice, a physical set a good physical tone. We'll get into it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I'd say the Broncos won that practice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a busy week, which means there's a lot to talk about here
1: today. So much.
0: I think on this episode we'll talk about our takeaways from the joint practice okay. with the Cowboys, what you want to see thir- uh, Saturday night.
1: Yeah, you don't even know what night it is.
0: Normally these preseason games are on Thursday, but I guess they, they just want to do Saturday
1: now. They just—that's what's—that's yeah, what's nice, they like Saturday. So
0: yeah. uh, we'll talk about what we want to see Saturday night, and then maybe um, what—just some general thoughts about training camp and where the team is right Ooh, now. Oh, sure. You know, uh, training camp officially broke. They, that might be a little confusing because I think in most people's eyes, training camp is just like all the way up to the regular season.
1: Yeah, it's now preseason.
0: It's now preseason. Sometimes in the past there's been a little overlap. Some teams out there will continue to do training camp. They'll have like a joint practice next week or something. Mm. Uh, But the Broncos have officially broke camp. That means no more fans out there. Maybe uh, take it down just a notch in terms of like offense versus defense. Right. But they'll still be grinding. There'll still be pads on. They'll still be popping.
1: Still got to get ready for Seattle.
0: Exactly. And and there's guys who are really trying to make this team.
1: Drew Locke is waiting. Yeah, or
0: Geno Smith. It One seems of them. like Gino's still ahead right now.
1: Mm, yeah, so it seems like. Yeah, it.
0: that's what Pete Carroll's been saying. That's true. So I just have to go off of that. Right. I can't go off of what certain writers want oh. to say. I have to go off of what Pete wow. Carroll wants to say.
1: Okay, so, so like, uh, Pete Carroll at the NFL Combine in March said, "Under no circumstances." Are we considering trading Russell Wilson?
0: Yeah. Then George Payton made a f- couple phone calls. Yeah.
1: And then, boom, it boom. happened.
0: Yeah. At that particular moment at the combine when he was saying that, uh huh, they weren't going to trade him.
1: I don't think there's been stories that George and John Schneider were hanging out at yeah, uh don't, no, at don't, our old our old stomping grounds of Locke Miller's. Yeah.
0: That was the next day. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, Got yeah. it. That, of course. Now it makes sense. Day. Okay. Yeah. But when he was up there at the podium,
1: no, no, no. no, 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 no.
0: Okay. Next day. Got yeah, it. yeah, Got yeah it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, Coaches only tell the truth at the podium. Yeah, they
1: they only see the truth. They can only they cannot tell a lie. They'll probably make the
0: Broncos get ready for both, which.
1: Oh, you think so? Oh, I would. NFL teams don't do that as much.
0: No, that's a more of a college thing. Yeah. Where they don't even release any
1: depth charts. They ready. don't. No depth yeah, charts. No, depth no game chart. plans. That's they like just kind of Jim Harbaugh. They just kind of go thing. out there and like. Yeah, they just play. Mess around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they just play the games.
0: So we'll talk about that on this episode. But, of course, the neutral zone, it's a two-way street. Yeah. You know what I mean? We like to have engagement with NZ Nation. Of course we do. Eric, one of the main ways that people can get in touch with this show is through the Broncos' official YouTube page. That's right. You leave a comment there, and we read it. We do. So last week we had a couple of co- comments. Um uh, Melvin Sanchez. Okay. Great show, fellas. Keep it up. The intro had me cracking up.
1: We love the intro. People love it. It's a
0: polarizing intro.
1: Yeah. You either love it or you hate it.
0: Yeah. That's good. It's it's nice to be take a
1: side. That's true.
0: Rita Allen. The podcasts are nice, and it's great to see the guys on the gridiron doing such a great job. I hope the injuries will diminish.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: Uh, Stan Burgess, really enjoyed the podcast. I like hearing your thoughts and understanding of players and positions. It Great must, job, guys. Probably talking about me. I don't think so. That was probably – I think it was, I
1: think it was still me. I think the understanding part of it made me think it was me.
0: Yeah. No, I think that it was me. <laughs> Got it. Um, Harold Wass, uh, he had a lot of comments.
1: Yeah, I saw that. He
0: kept, he kept going, and then I don't think – and then halfway through, he was like, I can't handle anymore. He said goodbye to hearts.
1: Were any of them nice?
0: I think he was live commenting it. Oh, that's I like that. Yeah. Which is nice. Um our good friend Metambale. Uh-huh. He goes stickers question mark hmm question mark.
1: That's a Yeah, Phil, you're behind on that. I just we the just shipment. got done saying sh- it was a
0: big week. The shipment. Yeah, the shipment is
1: uh, Phil, I also saw that our old friend Rick Owens did he Who swore off the show? He's back. He can't help himself. Rick Owens keeps coming back. He thinks there's too much they, nonsense. They still. try to
0: stay away, but they just keep coming. Keep back. Keep coming back to yeah.
1: us, Rick. We'll talk so, about some football just for you.
0: Yeah. So we appreciate the comments. Nothing about my hair or anything, but that was okay. Your nope. hair is looking very nice today. Oh, I'm thank saying. you. Yeah, it looks. I
1: actually, it, nice. it, I noticed that when I walked out of uh, the office this morning.
0: Yeah. Oh, right when you woke up.
1: When I woke up under my desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I saw that my hair looked really nice. Got it.
0: You got a mirror at your desk or something,
1: or what? Well, there's a mirror in the bathroom, so I walk down there. You walk down to the bathroom. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so that's one way you can get in touch with
0: the show, Yep, Eric. What are some other ways?
1: Well, you could leave us an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com.
0: That's a nice way to do Type it. Type a little Craft
1: note. Type a little note. Maybe you Focus. got a nice Gmail account, a Hotmail account. Yep. Yahoo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. AOL.
0: A net zero, maybe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, about, that's a um,
1: good one. Apple.
0: Apple. Yeah, I guess you can. Maybe you got
1: a Bronco's email account. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, you're, maybe you work here and you're yeah. listening to us. Yeah,
0: the comments coming from inside the building. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. But you leave us an email. We'll, yeah. we'll read it here on the show. Yep. Maybe you want to be a little bit more engaging. You want us to hear, hear the your passion. sweet voice. You're the passion. You uh, give us a call, 707-NEUTRAL. That's a nice way to you do it. You leave a voice message. You yep. don't have to talk to Ben Swanson at all.
0: Uh, Brandon from Iowa, shout out to him. Right.
1: Yeah, Brandon. We wanted to play your voicemail, but we could not. It was just crackled, and uh, we yeah, there was some technical difficulties. Cell service wasn't great. Yeah. Try again. We'll know. play it.
0: In Iowa, maybe there's not. Wow. I don't know. I what mean, I, know, I don't know where Iowa. No, no. I love Iowa. I was just in Iowa. They played
1: weeks, a yeah. whole uh, Field of Dreams game there. I enjoy Iowa. Do you see that with the corn?
0: Did they do that again this this they year? I, thought, I know last year they did. It was that. on Thursday night. There was the White Sox and Yankees last year. Who was it this year? The
1: Cubs and
0: Reds. Wow. I tested you right there. Yeah. And who won? The Cubs. Oh, wow. Nice. A lot of Cubs fans in Iowa. It's true. Yeah, so they probably enjoyed that.
1: Or you can tweet at us directly on Twitter, at Eric DeLala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. Those are non-traditional. They really, yeah. You don't see those often. Zach uh, with a C tweeted at us. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Sorry, Zach. Zach. with
0: a C, NFL. So, <laughs> not Watch not you out. Selling. We love Zach. Yeah. No show this week, question mark, everything okay in the mountains. <laughs> I like Zach. We're here. Zach's funny. And he also uh, tagged Ben Swanson.
1: <laughs> I wonder <laughs> – he he had a baby recently, right?
0: Zach with a C, I think he did, Zach, yeah. let us know how the yeah. baby's doing. I'm it sounded like things
1: were touch and go there, right? No, was, I don't
0: think so. That's
1: He was trying to figure out how to how to manage listening to the podcast with being a father.
0: I think when you say someone just had a baby and things were touch and go. Oh, no, no, no 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 no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 That's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I meant with, in terms of him being able to keep us in our lives. Oh, got in got his it. life. yeah.
0: Well, you know, a nice thing I—that's what matters. Like when it's like um, two thirty in the morning and you're awake, <laughs> just put in uh, some headphones and then uh, it'll
1: put the baby right to sleep.
0: <laughs> 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 or they'll yeah. hear
1: you and just start crying. We're
0: big with the babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're very the, popular. The
1: baby numbers are way up. Yeah. thanks to the neutral zone.
0: Yeah, it's like Rafi and us. Those are the babies. I don't know what yeah, you're, you're talking, don't know talking, about. What I'm talking about. yeah uh dad joke so zach with a c we're back we're here yeah.
1: and we're excited we i hope the baby is doing great yes yes and i hope that you're getting some sleep
0: there's also uh what is it the broncos podcast network broncos
1: podcast network at broncos yeah. podcast yeah that's a nice way to there's say. either an s or there's not i think not. there's
0: an s because there's multiple podcasts oh i think who knows you'll have to check it out <laughs> yeah, we don't even know so Okay. Well, anything else? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's about Actually, it. I feel okay. bad about the baby. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying the way it came out. You no, just the baby you know, is fine. Come, yeah, yeah. We hope. Yeah. And with that, let's get into our first topic here on this episode of, <laughs> of the Neutral Zone. Here, if you're wondering why we're laughing, you just go back ten seconds. Yeah. Um, rewind.
1: Yeah. Rewind. What? Uh,
0: what uh, what were some of your takeaways, Eric, from uh Thursday's practice with the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Yeah, I was I was encouraged. I think it's the best the offense has looked during training camp. I think you never quite know what do you have with your offense, with your defense when you go up against each other every day because there's no there's no comparison point, right? You don't have any sense of how good is this defense, how good is this offense. We well, spent the last few years around here, I think convincing ourselves at times that, oh, you know, the offense looks fine or that this defense looks like it could be really good at shutting down this offense. And then you get to the season and you realize, like, well, the defense might not be quite as good as we thought because the offense isn't as good as we thought. Yeah, I think yesterday, or on uh, Thursday was the opposite of that in that this defense might be better than we thought. This offense is certainly better or ahead of where I thought they were at this point. Um, Cowboys have a decent front seven. Secondary is not quite, you know, Trayvon Diggs didn't practice, but yeah. Russell Wilson found a lot of success. Cortland Sutton's becoming that go-to guy for him, I think. Um, the run game looked really, really strong. They were able to kind of dominate the line of scrimmage there. And Albert O, I thought, stepped up. And so really encouraging from the Broncos. The red zone work was good. I thought offensively it's as good as they looked, and I think people can kind of breathe a sigh of relief because they'd struggled at times. But I think you look at this and you say, well, maybe the Broncos just have a really good defense.
0: Yeah. No, I th- I agree with all, all you said there. Uh, from a, like maybe like a higher perspective, like looking over everything, I really thought that the Broncos like set the pace, set the tone. Yeah. And, like uh, There's been a lot of talk this all through this training camp is like, are the Broncos going hard enough? Are they in pads enough? You know, uh, Nathaniel Hackett has done that every third day type of thing. Well, you didn't see any signs of that on, on Thursday against the Cowboys. The Broncos were – Energetic. They had a lot of, you know, like they were, they were the ones setting the tone. I thought, and particularly on the defensive side of the ball, there were some scuffles and some, some swings. No. I would say, uh, they weren't taking anything from the Cowboys. No. And that maybe necessarily hasn't been the case the last uh, couple of times the Broncos have done joint practices. Maybe you didn't see everybody all in on it. Everybody. F- you know, uh, standing up for their teammates, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, there's just been a a total culture shift with the Broncos. I mean, I think that that was evident more so on Thursday against the Cowboys. That stood out to me. I was just sort of like, man, things are actually different around here, you know, because when it's just Broncos versus Broncos, you you can't quite tell. Yeah. But when that other team is out there, you're like, this does, at the very minimum, I mean, like, everybody's always, like, really optimistic right now at this time. But at the very minimum, what's 100% true is this team is different than it's been in the last couple of years. Russell Wilson, a big part of that. Nathaniel Hackett, a big part of that.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, you talk about that overarching picture. I think it's one thing to talk about, hey, we want to make the playoffs. We want to win the Super Bowl. It's another thing to go out there and kind of perform to a championship level standard and I think that that's both the play on the field and just how you carry yourself. Like, the offense was above some of the nonsense that was going on with the Broncos' defense and Cowboys' offense. And then the Broncos' defense, like you mentioned, they weren't going to let the Cowboys push them around. They set the tone. They were nasty. I think if you're a championship football team, you've got to have that offense that's kind of like uh, they're above some of that stuff. They don't make silly mistakes. They're just efficient. And then defensively, you want people to fear you. Yeah. You know, that Super Bowl fifty defense had a lot of swagger. Yep. I kinda wondered when Derek Wolfe was here a few weeks ago and talked about, oh, this team needs somebody like that. I, I kinda I kinda, wondered, I kinda wondered like, do they have that? And after watching them against the Cowboys, you know, whether it's Deshaun Williams, Draymond Jones, Bradley Chubb, Kareem Jackson back there, the way that Pat Sertan plays, you know, he doesn't talk as much, but they've got that. And so I think we talked the other day on one of our recap shows, many Hundreds of recaps. We shows. did a lot of
0: nice uh, daily recap shows. I had, I had fun doing
1: those. They were great. Um, we talked about, with one joint practice, you don't have the opportunity to come out and start slow. You've got to kind of prove that you're for real and that you are a high caliber team. The Broncos did that.
0: Yep. Most definitely. I, I mean, you talk about the guys on, on the defensive side of the ball. Pat Sertan kind of made it sound like they had gathered before the practice and said, "This is our field. Yep. We're not gonna let the Cowboys come in here and do anything." You know, what and did Nick Benito say? Nick
1: Benito said, "We're not gonna let them punk us."
0: Punk us. And they didn't.
1: Yeah, they didn't. Nick Benito looked good out there. Nick Benito looked good. Maybe as many as four sacks in hard to tell game, hard game situation. Tell. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Maybe not quite that many. A
0: sack is when you're in Dak Prescott's bubble.
1: Yep. Well, and I, I thought what was encouraging with Nick is that a few of those were against. Cooper Rush, but he did have one against Dak on a fourth down play. Um, the Broncos' defense allowed a touchdown on the first two-minute drive, then came back. Didn't I don't even think they got a first down. I mean, they held him very quickly. The run defense looks a lot better than it did last year or maybe the year before that. So they're, that's encouraging because that's only going to make – I think Bradley Chubb said, we've kind of learned now if we're good on first and second down on the run, then we get sacks because it's going to be yeah. third and nine, third and eight. Yeah, and they got to drop back to pass. So if you want, if you're Nick Benito or you're Bradley Chubb, or you're uh, Malik Reed, or, or anybody, if you want a sack, play run defense so that they have yeah. to throw it on third and long. I, I just think all around this defense complements each other really well, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do.
0: And one example of that was uh, the clip that was uh, going around on Thursday was Bradley Chubb blasting Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I don't get too worked up, oh, like, oh, he blasted him, What? Blah, blah, blah. But I think what it showed was more of just a sign of how you practice. The Broncos were still going full go there, and Zeke had just, like, let up. Yep. And, and wasn't really, like, still in the, in the play. Yeah. That just sort of tells you about where these guys are mentally. Like, the Broncos have pra- practiced like that all camp. Yep. And clearly, the Cowboys hadn't been practicing at that level. So uh, good to see just this team where its mindset is. I, I think there was a, a pretty big contrast uh, out there, and it was reassuring. Like, hey, these guys have had a good camp, you know. So,
1: and I think if there was one thing that even last year the Broncos kind of did is that there were times when they let bad teams. I'm not saying the Cowboys are a bad team because I don't think they are. No, no, no. But there are times last year when the Broncos let bad teams kind of hang around a little bit. You know the the Giants were in that game at halftime. The Jaguars were in that game at halftime. Um, trying to think of the Jets were not in that game at halftime. Yeah, there was a lot
0: of like second half
1: pulling away a little. But in this league, when you like a one score game for the most part is is essentially a coin flip. You see those records. If you go six and two one year, you're probably going to go two and six the next year. Like it it yeah. just it's really hard to predict what happens there. And so I want the Broncos when they have opportunities to just put teams away, you've got to have that instinct on both offense and defense. And I'm starting to see the signs that, like, if they play a team that they just should beat, it it could be a game where you just don't have to worry. And that's a really good sign as you try to stack wins because in a really tough division, if this team's going to get to 10 or 11 wins, 12 wins, you can't lay a dud. You can't let a team that you're supposed to beat knock you off.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you there. And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Like maybe the Cowboys have had a different approach to getting ready for week one. Maybe they're going to ramp things up here soon. But the Broncos have uh, clearly been at at a different level so far. So uh, on the offensive side, Erica, one thing I wanted to touch on was we know that Corlin Sutton, we know what he's going to be able to do. We heard Russell Wilson, uh, Nathaniel Hackett actually said, when Sutton is open, Russ had been throwing it to him. but. Now he's learning, maybe he's more, more open than, uh, more often than uh, he had originally thought. Um, that We know that that's what Corlin said it was gonna be like. Albert O, to me though, has really established himself as the number one tight end, as a go-to guy that Russ can go to. Uh, we thought maybe Greg Dulcich was gonna push him at the beginning of camp, but that has not been the case. Dulcich has battled through some injury stuff here and it would suggest to me that Eric Salbert is definitely the number two tight end right now.
1: Yeah, I mean according to the depth chart, Saubert's behind like a Beck and a Tomlinson so it's just it'll be interesting to see how they view things at the end of camp but
0: like when Russell Wilson was at the podium uh, yeah. he said Alberto and Salbert. those are the only two names he mentioned. Yeah,
1: It's interesting based it on what the what the front office sees versus what Russ sees. I would imagine Russ would have some Input in some of those decisions, he's probably not making final roster moves, but I bet the front office pays attention if he says, hey, I like Eric Saubert. Yeah,
0: and they obviously have a Seattle connection, too. I just wonder if uh, – it seems like he trusts Eric Saubert out there right now. So, uh, uh, Always tough when a rookie has some injury problems. Yeah. Can't always be out there. Can't be getting these reps. And, um I, I just, I'd like to see Greg Dulcich back out of the field, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Well, Nathaniel Hackett said he had a little bit of a setback, but that still got 30-something days until the regular season opener and that they're just ha- trying to be smart.
0: Hackett has been very uh, protective when speaking about injuries. Yeah. So uh, just something to keep an eye on. You know, oh, is, for sure. Is what I would say. And also the secondary with Ronald Darby, um, K1 Williams and stuff, something to keep an eye on too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's another takeaway from the Cowboys' practice is that C.D. Lamb did have a lot of success working against Michael Ojemudia. The Broncos need to figure out, you know, they either need to get Ronald Darby healthy, might need a guy like Damari Mathis to step up and play more, um, or if those guys can't play, maybe it's something where you say, Sertan is just going to follow a guy like C.D. Lamb and, and we'll take our chances elsewhere on the field.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's move on to topic number two here, uh, Eric, and that's what we want to see on – uh, Saturday night against the Cowboys, uh, probably thinking the final score doesn't matter too much.
1: Yeah, I'm more interested in seeing certain guys. Montre um, Washington, he kind of started camp as a third team receiver, then moved up to second team. Recently, has gotten those first team reps and has stood out. Has made some plays. You know, if he gets the start on uh, Saturday night, how does he handle that? Is he able to make a few plays? He's been a, a dynamic option. You know, in the slot, kind of a shifty guy, able to get open. And then, of course, his main responsibility is a punt returner and kick returner. He's been sure-handed in practice, but how does he handle that kind of in a game situation with the lights on? A night game, I think, changes things a little bit, just from seeing the ball, bringing it in, making a play. Uh, So he's a guy on the offensive side, and then defensively, Nick Benito, we hear about the bend, the athleticism. You see it sometimes in practice, but how does that translate to the game field? And then Damari Mathis has been one of the Biggest surprises of camp. He's really excelled at corner, I thought. I think there's a really good chance he gets a start, um, maybe opposite Michael Ojamudia on Saturday. How is he able to handle himself? Is he ready to push for that number four cornerback position? I think all three of those guys have a lot to gain from this.
0: Yeah, uh, I just want to see these young guys first time putting on an NFL uniform, first time walking out into an NFL stadium ready to play. You know, I know that they've done this their entire lives, but. You know, for a guy like Montreal Washington, standing back there in the end zone and the ball is kicked off, there's got to be just a little something back there that's saying, like, I'm here, you know, like, I can't believe this is happening. So you want to just see how the nerves, you know, how you handle that kind of thing. And, yeah, younger guys, you know, like, uh, this is the first time to see them, like, really play, you know, like, what does a Nick Benito look like, you know, out there? Um, uh, you and I, we see them in practice. We, we see, you know, what they're like every single day, but for a large portion of the fans, they, if they weren't able to make it out to training camp, this is their first impressions of these guys. So everything up to this point has just been us talking about practice. This is like, it's going to be on TV. You're going to see these guys. So um, I'm sure that people are eager to just see what they're like. And a guy like Damari Mathis, there's been a lot of talk about him and like his athleticism and you know, if he can go out there and, you know, start to build on that buzz and maybe makes an interception, and then all of a sudden people are talking about him outside of here. And, you know, that's how you sort of make a name for yourself.
1: Yeah. I also think you'll get a sense, maybe a little bit of clarity for how some of these position battles are going to work out. Um, you know, whether it's the wide receivers behind Montrell in terms of who makes this team as the fifth receiver. Is it a Kendall Hinton? Is it a Seth Williams? Is it a Brandon Johnson um, Travis Fulgham you know what do those guys do because now they're stats and so it's not just kind of keeping track on a piece of paper of oh he made a nice catch over here or, no you're going to have some some numbers to go with all these evaluations um, I think you look at the offensive line you know how does a guy like Luke Wattenberg do if he starts at center for Lloyd Cushenberry um, you think about the defensive line there's a lot of questions for me at least about who are, who might be the fifth and sixth defensive lineman. At safety, who is going to back up? Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. So a lot of these questions start to get answered in the preseason, and they're not necessarily, like, the biggest questions. But at some point this year, you're going to have to call on at least a few of these guys because of the way that injuries happen. Even Guys get knocked out for a game or two. You might need your backup inside linebacker to step in. So I'll be watching that as well to see who takes advantage of this opportunity. There's cutdowns next Tuesday. You know, you got to go from 90 to 85. Um, it's my understanding that the it's possible the pup works a little differently there, so may not have to cut five players, but some people are going to get cut next week. So this is could be someone's final chance to uh, to make an impression.
0: You know, every year you hear about a guy who did something in in preseason, and then you know built on that and then ended up making a team or at least you got a spot on a practice squad or something like that. So, Charles Davis obviously is that famous story, made the hit on special teams. So, who's going to be that guy for the Broncos who, you know, maybe uh, has been under the radar a little bit but then makes a big play in this game, the next game maybe they go out and do it again, and then all of a sudden they they wind up on the team. So, just looking to see who that guy might be. Yeah. I think that's sort of where we're at. So, Eric, our final thing, uh, just as we wrap up here, uh, it's the end of training camp. How did, how did you think everything went for the Broncos uh, this time around?
1: I think good. I think from an on-field perspective, they're where you want to be. Russell Wilson said the offense is actually ahead of where he expected. I think you're starting to see them turn things on, and I think by the time you get to Seattle, uh, you're going to feel really good about where this offense is. Again, I think it helps that your first three games are, are winnable games, and so I think the Broncos could build some confidence early. Um, The defense has taken off, has picked up where they left off, and I think maybe even improved on that. I've been impressed really with Ajiro Evero and the way he's led this defense. Um, We'll have to see if special teams improves, but obviously Dwayne Stooks brings a different sort of energy to that. And uh, I guess my final takeaway is, you know, we mentioned the culture earlier, but I think with Nathaniel Hackett in particular, I think it can be easy to come in when you're this offensive-minded guy and just really make that your focus. I think he's done a good job of connecting with players. I think they really like the practice schedule that he's had. I think they're playing hard for him, um, and have really, he's really endeared himself to those guys. So we haven't reached a point of adversity where you know, there's a two-game losing streak and you've got to figure out how to get out of it or you know, something happens where he's got to discipline a player. You know, th- those things haven't happened, but I think right now he's done a great job of kind of getting this team to, to bond, play for each other, play for him, um, and I'm encouraged about where things stand after training camp.
0: Yeah, I think overall, I mean, he did a good job of keeping the guys healthy. I mean, Tim Patrick was obviously uh, the low point there of camp. But uh, aside from that, it seems like guys are feel fresh. They feel fired up, ready to go. They enjoy playing for Nathaniel Hackett. And, Eric, one of the things that we've talked about in the past is when you feel like your team is going to be good, there's a certain level of focus and uh, – there's a, a certain level of energy that, you know, you feel like, okay, if we all buy into this, we're going to be good here. And uh, we heard Russell Wilson talking about that, just like getting guys <clears throat> to, to win every day. Yeah. I mean, just the word win came out of his mouth probably like 55 times. Yeah. And so really buying into that, just being like, we're going to win this day, we're going to win this day, we're going to win this day, and building on that and believing it, buying into it, it really does seem like there's a, that focus. So that was built during training camp, you know, and you always hear about being calloused and that kind of stuff at the end of camp. And it seems like this team is in a pretty good spot right now.
1: Yeah. And I like where they, I like where they are. Obviously more work to be done here over the next what three or four weeks before the regular season opener arrives. But camp went quickly, I think for, for me at least, which yeah. isn't always what happens. And I think that's a good thing that speaks to how well things went. You weren't kind of, dragging through some of these days as a team, um, you know, just being around the building, guys seem excited still. You know, you get to this point sometimes and they're tired of seeing each other. They're kind of tired of being here. I don't get that sense from them. And so, um, you know, I've seen enough that I don't know how far they'll go, but I do expect this team to to contend for the playoffs. And once you get in there, who knows what happens.
0: Now, I will say on the other side of that, we did not see Randy Gregory at all. Yeah. Do, eventually want to see him, but it, it might be a situation where the first time we see
1: him is Seattle,
0: if, if he's ready to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a concern. Haven't seen Billy Turner.
0: Haven't seen Billy Turner. Uh, want to see what Greg Dulcich can do here because, you know, like in terms of uh, guys that we thought were going to be pass-catching tight ends, playing an important role in the, uh, um, you know, passing game for this offense, it's Albert O, and right now there's, it's Eric Salvard. So. Right uh you do want to see Greg Dulcich eventually get get out there and get a lot
1: of reps. Yeah. And you know, I, again, I don't want to to bash these teams because anybody can beat anybody in a given week, but you know, the Broncos on paper should go and take care of business in Seattle. And they should come home and take care of Houston at home. And I you know, I obviously Seattle's going to be an emotional game for Russell Wilson and you never know what really happen what can happen in a game like that. But I think the Broncos can get through those first couple games without a Greg Dulcich, without a Randy Gregory, without a Billy Turner. And so, you know, I really think if those guys can – obviously I want them there, and the Broncos are a yeah. better team with them. But if the Broncos could get them back like late September for when the Niners come here, yeah, or maybe, maybe even they're back for those first two games but they're working in slowly and then they're ready to go week three, that yeah. to me is, would be okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I think, like you said, you don't want to take anybody lightly, but you also don't want one of those guys to come back and have something linger the whole year.
1: Right, you don't so. want to rush them. And it, the Chiefs are not coming in here week one.
0: Yeah, but the way this division is, uh, you've really got to take care of business when you're supposed to. Yeah. There, there is no wiggle room. Right. You know, so. We'll,
1: uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Seattle and yeah, what's course, on the Yeah, of line, course, but. yeah.
0: But I guess uh, one way you could sum up training camp is, I feel better about this team now than I did three weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. You know, a lot of the hype and buildup going into camp, you know, all of the things we talked about as in the storylines heading up into camp, we saw some of those in action. Yeah, So absolutely. I feel pretty good about that. So, And overall, Eric, a big training camp for this organization. I mean, uh, we saw Nathaniel Hackett out there. We saw Russell Wilson out there. And then also, obviously, a change in ownership. So this all happened in three weeks. So, yeah. you know, it's been a, a, a lot going on here for the for the organization as a whole. So, uh, Eric, let's uh, wrap up this show with some shout outs like we like to do. Uh, who you shouting out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, we talked a little bit about it, but the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group officially introduced this week. Um, we I had the opportunity to, to meet a few of them. I know you met uh, Rob as well. J- just from what I can tell, really invested in the broncos um, kind of down-to-earth people um you know owner and ceo greg penner is kind of going to handle the day-to-day sort of stuff he seems like a very down-to-earth guy who's invested in getting this right and continuing on the culture that the broncos have had here in terms of expecting excellence expecting championships Um, he said he's going to demand accountability he's going to demand having the right people in place and giving them the resources having high standards that's what you want to hear, I think. If you're a fan, they're going to leave things to the football staff that are football related. Um, but I think between that, hiring Damani Leach as the team president, who's going to come in here, a guy with league experience, the business acumen that you want, but then also, um, you know, NFL he's, a, he's a Well, right, but he's also a, he's a former pl- collegiate player. Yep. Um, so he gets it from that side. I just I like it's a new era and change is always difficult and a little bit, you know, uneasy. Maybe you're not sure where it's going to go. The moves the Broncos have made so far, I think, indicate that it's going to be um, a good transition.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, they uh, really had high reverence for Mr. B and everything that he was able to do here, a Hall of Fame owner. I thought that was nice how they handled that. They were like, look, we know we've got big shoes to fill coming in here. And they also said a lot of things that you want to hear, including, look, we're – We've excelled in business our entire lives here, but we're learning the football business. And so, like they—they, they, I think they said that they set that up really well. Like, look, we, we know we got a lot to learn, to learn, and we've been entrusted with a very valuable organization. And we're going to do the best that we can. That that gets you fired up, where you're like, okay, these guys are. On top of it, Uh, you mentioned Damani Leach coming in. This is a top-notch hire. I mean, this guy is really accomplished, really a proven track record. And this is the kind of leadership that the Broncos have been – I don't know how to say this. I think that Joe Alice did a great job in the position that he he was in, really uh, got this team to the finish line in terms of uh, carrying out what – mr b wanted his wishes and i think that he did a tremendous job doing that but it's a little different when mr b's walking around here or the the owner is in the building and so now that for the broncos to have this leadership and to move into uh this new era it's just a really positive time and uh a a time to like just turn the corner and move into a new era
1: yeah definitely
0: i mean i i guess uh that's how, that's how I looked at it. and Obviously, this team is in really good hands with George Payton. They've adopted Russell Wilson as the quarterback here. This, the things are in a good place now where even just one year ago at this time, it was just such a different
1: – Yeah, just very uncertain.
0: Yeah, it was just so, so, so different than where the Broncos are right now. So, also want to shout out to Liz Gerald. Yeah, of mean, course. We, would of forget course. Forget we wouldn't forget Liz that. Gerald, so. What kind of stuff's been going on in the community? Eric?
1: There's the London raffle still going on, Phil. We, lo- lo- we love that raffle. How many did you put in? I, actually, I think we are eligible. I'm just going to um, go on the charter f- oh, to cover the game. I like think you, I'll do that. You feel like you're go-
0: So, like, uh, you think you'll just do it? Yeah.
1: Got it. I think that's probably my Maybe plan. Maybe I'll do it, too. Maybe, yeah. But if you want to win an all-expenses-paid trip to London, yeah, go to... Their website. I'm
0: surprised they didn't include like a meet and greet with us.
1: I think you know, that's. I think that was just kind of understood. Oh god! Because it, it said so like you win this raffle. It, it said get like meet, meet uh, George Payton and like those guys. I think you You're understand if you meet those guys, you meet us. We're kind of at the same level. Got it. Yeah.
0: Maybe it was just like an oversight. Like it was. Yeah. Or things.
1: maybe maybe they thought they'd raise too much money.
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah. What do you think the numbers would be like? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Really, the numbers Sky would be rocky. so high. Uh, we maybe should give out some stickers while we're in London.
1: That would be nice.
0: Yeah, we could put one. You'll like do on anything
1: to not mail out stickers. Yeah, I'll just pass
0: them out to <laughs> yeah. meet us. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, been a good episode. A lot of stuff going on with the team, so hopefully that uh, wrapped things up nicely. Even though we were a day late. Or, not or a
1: dollar hard. short, though.
0: Next week we'll be right on the money. Hopefully. I think. <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for us. For Eric Dahl, I'm Phil Malani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.